what I found interesting was uh, when it, it asked the question that met what matters most when choosing a building service contractor, which is what it really comes down to, right, Javier? It's like, yes. What what matters the most when they're going to hire me, right? And uh, reputation was one, number one. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. And then uh, service offerings, number two. And that was, and that coincided with all the different service off- offerings that uh, they expected you to have. Right. And then price was number three. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, here we are for another episode of uh, Talking Clean in a Dirty World. And, you know, we're getting ready to go into August, some of the hottest months of the year. I think it's interesting how the global warming thing that everybody keeps saying isn't happening. I think they're recording some of the most, the hottest temperatures worldwide. Don't know how it is in your area, folks, but I guarantee you down here in Florida, it's not just the heat, it's the humidity that goes along with it. So welcome to another episode. And uh, gentlemen, I threw out some uh, interesting situations. And I want to start with Javier, since he's all relaxed from a three-day vacation. (laughs) Yeah, he's all bright-eyed there. Uh, Did you get a chance to look at this BSC report, uh, Javier? Yes, I did a little bit, Dave. Don, I think you have some uh, questions you wanted to ask uh, Javier before we got here. Go go ahead. Sure. Good morning, Dave. Javier. Good morning. Good morning. And Bobby. Um, it, as I was looking through it, I was thinking of Javier the whole time. I was thinking, I wonder if he agrees with the percentage, the report percentage that came out. I mean, does that fit in line with what you're experiencing out there, Javier? Yeah, it's about it's about accurate. I, I would I would say you know it's. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of the same on a, on a daily basis, on a situational basis. Yeah, I would agree with it. Yeah, yeah okay, that's good. I was I was thinking that things really haven't changed much. And, and all the things we've been talking about on these telecasts and podcasts uh, about going AI and, you know, everything going mm-hmm. automated is all that. It's still not – it's not catching on in the real world folks out there doing the work. And I think that's where the pushback comes from. It, to me – we're all we're ahead of the game as far as what we know is available, but the the workforce out there has not caught up to that. Would you agree with that? Yeah, uh, I I do, Don, and uh, I think that it's just a question of time. You know, uh, it, you know, it's one of these things that you have to continue to keep educating people. You got to keep putting basically stuffing it down their throats. You know, it's just going to take a, it takes time. It's it's one of those things that we all wish that everybody could catch on early, but it's just hard. It just takes time and repetition and repetition and repetition. Well, I think what the gentlemen are talking about here, folks, is a report that came out uh, from CleanLink. You know, we happen to watch CleanLink quite often because they're kind of where all the news comes out. And the survey they're talking about is right here. What do executives expect from BSCs? And uh, I'm going to switch over while you guys talk. I'm going to switch over to the report and show some graphics here for them. Uh, uh, so, uh, gentlemen, go ahead and continue your discussion there. Well, anyways, as I, as I was uh, saying that, yeah, that's that's the, the the thing. You know, every day I think that in the industry we we strive to to make those changes and and, and to do so. But uh, you know, it's just it's a whole culture. It's it, it's getting someone it's, or getting a whole group of people. Uh, to, to understand, you know, all the different developments and the things that, you know, things that should be done moving forward. So, but it's challenging. 
Well, yeah, what, I found, what I found interesting was uh, when it, it asked the question that met what matters most when choosing a building service contractor, which is what it really comes down to, right, Javier? It's like, yes. What what matters the most when they're going to hire me, right? And uh, reputation was one, number one. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. And then uh, service offerings, number two. And that was, and that coincided with all the different service off- offerings that uh, they expected you to have. Right. And then price was number three. But Dave, what I thought, what I also saw was our challenge is certification is number four. So the price actually is more important to the end user than the certification of the, um, whether or not the contractor is certified or trained. And I think that is our, as uh, for our message has to get to where we got to get certification to be as important as uh, reputation and service offering right in that line above the price of the item. So as our industry grows, hopefully that's what that does. Because in a lot of other industries, certification is certainly a lot more important than in our cleaning industry. Obviously, I think to your point here, the the report actually shows uh, 47% now are saying that they want uh, the contractor to have certification. Of course, it doesn't say exactly what certification, but as you said, Bobby, there's others that that, uh, we're... I mean, 53% of them don't give a rat. Right. So that's the, that's the, that's the issue. And the fact that it becomes the, it's below pricing. That's an issue too. Uh, well, that, but that also means it's higher than what it's ever been before. And those numbers are coming up. And I think that uh, the pandemic and coming out of that, I know from the classes that I have here, uh, I see a lot of people that are coming in and saying, Hey, I need to have a certification to prove that we now really do what we say we do and not what people did during the pandemic. That may be a play, uh, Javier. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I've, I've been one to say, and, you know, to my wife, we've talked about this before and, and, and to our employees and stuff like that. I think certification is one of the most important things in our industry because, you know, the thing is that there's so much competition, but then there's like the people, and I'm not talking negatively about anybody else. I'm not trying to certainly not stop a person, you know, to their livelihood or, or how they, you know, make their money. But we, what I call, in other words, the trunk slammers, right? Or the, the, the folks that say that, oh, I'm in the cleaning industry and I clean or whatever, and you got a couple of mops sticking out of the back of your station wagon and you're out there trying to tackle these buildings and trying to tackle these these types of situations where legitimate more legitimate companies that want to get certified like ourselves like other companies that we go through a lot of trouble for it and to it uh then you're having to deal with this sort of situation you know which in a way I, you know i consider it to be a little bit unfair but but i think the certification part when it comes to the client too is really really important you know uh, to the customer that you're dealing with because you know like you said a second ago dave you don't know we don't know exactly what certification it is but even if you're you know you're green certified or anything anything that you can show them or prove to them that you're different than what would be a you know per, or, or a company or an individual that has nothing whatsoever i think it still makes a, a tremendous difference well, and to your point, though, I th- uh, green certification was on there was, uh, I think, around 18 percent. Other certifications is 12. Of course, you know, the big names in the industry, which we all recognize, are always there at the top. We expect that. Um, but I think what I see here coming into the classroom this year has been completely different than what I have seen past. New services that are coming in to replace services that left during the pandemic. You know, the, what I call the flash in the pans, they made their money, they're out of business, they're gone. Right. 
the new ones coming in seem to be coming in. Uh, they're just starting. I mean, not even con they don't even have contracts yet, and they're getting education before they go out, rather than the people that have been in it for quite some time and now looking for a certification. That's interesting to me when I look at this. Yeah, and as they as they go to grow their business, if they leverage that and market that, that'll that'll change minds too. Because sometimes the end user doesn't know what they need until they get they somebody comes and says, "Hey, I'm certified," and and write that in the bid that way. And um, and so we and instead of getting the station wagon with two mops, or two mops in a station wagon, two mops in a station wagon, you know, buy that website. That sounds like <laughs> well, you know, Bobby, you're absolutely correct in the fact that. You know, the, the thing is, is they're learning there's a different language to talk rather than the everyday language. And only certified people really understand that language. And I think that's, to, to your point, Bobby, if they start marketing that, and, you know, that's where it's all at, really, isn't it? Yeah. I, I have a question on that. Javier, in your experience, when you're talking to folks, uh, like you're going in and, and presenting your your, your your operation to someone brand new. Mm -hmm. Do they ask you questions like that, or do they ask you more for references of where you've been, what you've done? I, it's a Donna. So far, from what I what we have come across, it's kind of a 50-50 thing. The bigger companies, uh, bigger companies that we're going to bid for, let's say a medical facility that's got you know several four building or whatever, and they've got a management team. They will ask us for, uh, you know, for certification, like one building in particular is a LEED certified thing. So they right. want to know if you know anything about LEED certification or whatnot. But mostly um, it's, you know, it, it, it depends. They really are, are structured. I've noticed the medical companies are structured a lot on that. But some of the other buildings, they're not that, that way. They just really, you know, want to go more on your reputa reputation or whatnot. They Google it and they say, oh, you're five-star rated. Okay, so tell us a little bit about that, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's, that's, so it's a 50-50 it's a balance is what I've come across. <clears throat> but it still goes back. Your, your, if your website doesn't have it on there, doesn't that still go to your reputation? Oh, Absolutely. There's, I think so. I mean, especially in, the, in these times that we're in right now that everybody uses Google for everything and everybody judges using, you know, uh, uh, Google for to judge anything. I mean, from restaurants to cleaning companies, you name it. Well, sure. I want to I, I jump over into that review just a little bit further because I thought this was interesting since our last discussion last month. The IoT is only 15 percent. Um, eighty-five percent say, "Hey, doesn't matter." Do they really realize what they're talking about when I see this? Yeah, it's unbelievable. I don't think so. That's what I was going to say. Also, on just, even on our last topic, I think there's a, a lack of education on the folks who are doing the hiring. I mean, we have done a terrible job in the industry, industry-wide, uh, to educate folks on. Uh, the, the the folks who own the buildings. We've had a terrible. We've done a terrible job of of teaching them what could be or should be in their building as far as the cleaning aspect of it. I mean, it's evident every time they build a new building, they don't, they never allow any space for you guys to park your your equipment. No place to put your storage. That tells me that the people at the top of the chain who uh, do the architectural and do all that and then build a building have no clue what's needed to maintain that building. And that's that's why I think. For years, it's always been that way. That there's a disconnect in our industry. We don't 
we don't educate the top. We always start at the bottom and, and work with the the people who are doing the work. But we have a, we do a terrible job. And to me, that's what like the ISSA organization and those guys they should have been doing that. And they they just fell down on that completely. They always have. I'm a, I'm impressed that Javier is a five star Google rating. Is he? Google I just went on and verified it for him, and he oh, does yeah. have five stars, multiple reviews, many reviews. None of them had the same last name. It was cool. <laughs> Those are all, and they're all legitimate people. I, yeah, didn't, legit. I didn't pay off anybody for that. <laughs> yeah, it's very nice. Very, very, nice. very impressive. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. And, and yeah. the thing is, is Javier is a green cleaning company. So, yes. you know, their company is not the standard, just normal, everyday run of the mill. He's doing this in the Tampa Bay area, green cleaning only. So, I mean, you know, that's, you know, that it really goes and goes, hey, uh, step up to my challenge now. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know exactly, Dave. We got a double whammy. I mean, we got to, you know, con, you know, uh, try to convince people that we're the company for them, but also convince them that we clean green. So they got to learn about that. You know, yeah, what I saw saw in this report also, as we have talked many times here on the show, uh, the IoT of things, and then the next thing was robotics. It's now moved up to now twenty percent. So it said here. <laughs> that they would likely choose a, a contractor that introduces or uses robotics. I think that's interesting, moving up to 20% now. Javier, are you moving that way? We are, little by little. Um, I think that the robotics is definitely a good idea with everything. Um, it is It is going to be the, the future in many aspects. Uh, I think that the biggest thing is I would like to move towards it quicker, but the issue is, I think that it's very, it's still difficult to talk to clients or try to convince clients about moving as a company, moving that way. Um, if they're going to ask about what products you're going to use and things like that, because I think there's still a little bit of a stigma there to where clients are going to be afraid, hey, my prices are going to go up. Things are going to get a lot more expensive because now you're using these machines instead of paying a person. You know, that's, that's what I've come across. So it's still... You know, we have to move at that pace, unfortunately, I think, that we, we still have to work on it, but we can't get there as fast as we really want to get there. Yeah, I mean, I, that's the way I feel about it. <clears throat> well, robotics do definitely add consistency, and mm -hmm. that was one of the points in their list of things was consistency uh, along with reputation certification. Right. Um, so I think that's kind of the interesting trend that I saw as we – went through this report. There's many, many other things there, folks, that are on that report. But uh, any other topics on that on that report, gentlemen? Yeah, I'm confused on this one page. They said that the, uh, do you plan to implement smart or IoT-based Internet of Things technology in restrooms that can send service alerts to janitors? And then 27% uh, of the people responded and said, robots won't work in my facility. Those are not the two, those two things are not the same. You know, IoT of things is not just robots. Robots can be a part of that big picture, but it overlaps because they're talking about robotic things like the the towel dispenser telling you that it's out, and that would be your your deal, uh, Javier. Yes. So I don't. I think there's a misunderstanding in the world. I mean, it's like everything else. It, it's new. <laughs> AI is freaking people out because they don't understand what it can or can't do and how it will be implemented. And of course, they look at one big giant machine coming down the road like transformer at them and they don't realize that 
the door opening and closing 10,000 times a day and sending a report to you is IoT. <laughs> those, those little implementations start to add up. And like I said, we have just done a terrible job of educating folks in our industry what could be, what would be more efficient. And some of this is more efficiency for you, Javier. It's not necessarily more efficient for the customer. You could, if you know when that towel dispenser is running out, you can schedule your people to be there at those times. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that helps your bottom line. It doesn't matter to the customer. Customer just wants to see that the thing is full. They don't care when you do it. They, you know, other than they turn to this, they want you to do it at night. Yeah. <laughs> if it's a busy building, your day porter still has to know when to go down there. And they don't want to see the day porter in there checking things every half hour. Right. I mean, that's just those little things, those little subtleties, I think, are what will change the industry. And the guys that get their hands around that and can teach their customers what that means for them, we'll see a difference. It's going to take time. It's not an overnight. This is an evolutionary thing because it's every it's every day it's changing. Something new coming out. Don, did you realize on the report how much the day porter issue, since you mentioned that, had increased over where it was before during the pandemic? Of course, it was it was big. Now it's come back, and I think there's that uh, they talk about that sense of normalcy normalcy coming back. Uh, and we've talked about it on the show in past times. Uh, I think you're right. The IoT of things is a lot. Uh, I mean, heck, if they're using their phone for uh, checking workers in, they're using it. I don't think they understand. Bobby, isn't this part of the distributors kind of place in between all of this, though? I mean, there's a role there as well. Oh, I'm sure. Well, this is geared towards building service contractors. But when they the, when I read that report, uh, Don, I'm reading it where it says the internet of, are you going to implement the internet of things, technology and restrooms? And they're saying, yes, 15%, 85% say no. And I think the reason 85% say no is because when you say the internet of thing, technology and restrooms, they're hearing spend money, 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 yeah. money, yeah. money, money, money. And that's, so the question is not, um, um, long enough right where it can't be but like what is the internet of things and what is the, how is it going to cost me money is it going to save me money so if a facility is looking at saving money um and it can be proven by these internet of things technologies for the restrooms um or raising their level of quality in their facility if that's one of their objectives that's where i think we can move the number from 85 to the other side um that's just a matter of time. I mean, I, I just saw last week somebody did a, a demo for us um, on some robotic stuff, and they gave us insight into what they're working on for 2026 and 2027. And, I mean, there, there's stuff coming that's going to clean desks. It's going to clean the restroom. That's completely robotic. And when all this, you know, stuff that, that literally can take itself back to the closet, empty itself, charge itself, put itself back out into service – when all these things start to hit, I mean, and and the return on investment can be um, uh, proven and the level of quality of clean can be risen. I mean, that's all coming and it's just a matter of time. I mean, this stuff's not going away. Here's the Internet of Things. So, How uh, long did it take us in this industry, gentlemen, to get away from always using a side-by-side -side hand machine to using automatic scrubbers? And still today... Some people fight using a simple automatic scrubber, which has been around for 60 years now. 
Some people still ride horses too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and so that's why some people listening to this or watching, you know, or giving a thumbs up to how backward our industry sometimes is, how slow it is. But regardless, gentlemen, it's moving forward and the people that are going to survive and stay in business and be profitable have to wake up and get with it or they're going to be catching up um, behind. Uh, I think that's what you're seeing because uh, society is going to demand it. We went through the pandemic. Another one is coming, which is another topic I want to talk about on another podcast, folks. Um, don't want to blend it in with this one, but it kind of follows along with this and what we've done and where we're going. And, you know, I guess if we all had a crystal ball, we could see that. Uh, Bobby's looking into far, out there further, 27. I mean, I hadn't, hadn't seen the one that cleans desk yet. Well, you know, going back, Dave, to what, what you were saying a second ago, uh, I had just a real quick, interesting story. You know, um, as as you know, and Don already knows, but, but you know, we, we uh, I don't know if Bobby knew, we, I was in New Orleans for three days, uh, four days with my wife. Yeah, we know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, well, now, check this out. This is what's interesting about this technology and getting people to understand. Like in the city of New Orleans, interesting. We got, you know, of course, we got picked up by Uber from the airport to go to our hotel. Well, the Uber driver who picked us up was in a Tesla Model 3. And I, I noticed, my wife and I noticed, what are all these Tesla Model 3s doing in New Orleans? I mean, I had never seen that many of that model car anywhere in any city in the United States. Well, the Uber driver told us it's interesting. City of New Orleans has got a contract with Tesla to offer all their Uber drivers that they give it to them or let them rent the actual vehicle at a reduced rate. And uh, give them help, uh, assistance with their insurance and all this stuff so they can guarantee the low emissions and everything else to bring down, you know, of course, all this global warming situation or whatever within the city of New Orleans. But what I think was interesting is that the, what, the correlation I'm trying to make here is that the technology trying to get people to, you know, understand all these types of cars and all these types of things are going that route it, it, because, you know, it's such an old city with a bunch of modern technologically advanced cars so i just thought that that was you know i thought that was pretty interesting i was like wow <laughs> blown away by that i think there's many other things that people coming from uh, four days in new orleans would be talking about rather than uh the the tesla <laughs> tesla taxis but <laughs> yeah, I javier remembers his tesla ride that's good javier <laughs> At well, least you cool. remembered it. it. Well, I fell asleep in the back because the guy put it on autonomous, you know? So I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> so not only the driver, but the passengers can all go to sleep and you arrive at the airport, right? Yeah. yeah them back oh, home. my. <laughs> you know, but I, you know, I've been to uh, New Orleans several times. And one of the things I noticed was the, you know, at uh, the early hours of the morning, and I'm not saying the late hours that people are leaving, I'm saying six o'clock hours where they're trying to clean up from the past night, how they now are not using brooms and, and dustpans. They've got big sweepers and they've got them with pressure washers right on the machine and they sweep and clean the you know, streets. You know, I think automation has been coming for a long time. And as you look at all of these reports, the last one, it was, what do you prefer from a cleaning contractor? Local, 60%. I think that's interesting because still, even with the people that come in here for classes, what's the number one thing that I see and how did you select us? You're local. 
think it still goes back to that. So as much as we talk about all this, it still is a human, human business. Yeah, I was just thinking, Javier, you might want to be on the lookout for an IT person in your neck of the woods there, because if what Bobby says is coming down the pike, you're going to need a really strong IT person to manipulate and manage all that robotics. Your average, your average cleaning manager is not going to be qualified to do that. So that might be something in your portfolio that you can get ahead of the game. If you already have somebody on board who understands it, has been, you know, sued from training or whatever's offered out there. So that would, to me, looking forward, if I was a young man with a projected company coming along, I'd be forward thinking about that. Yeah, I agree with you, John. Absolutely. It's something that, uh, yeah, we'd have to, uh, you know, can certainly consider and do. I mean, we, we have a gentleman that helped that does our IT stuff right now. So I've never brought up that. Um, that's a great point. I never haven't even considered bringing that up. But now that you well, put the bug in my head. There you go. There's a, there's a uh, you know, I want 10%. Okay. <laughs> I'll get you down on the commission. There you go. <laughs> and, and, and then you're going to have to start marketing that too there, Javier. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. yeah there'll be programs built just around that, that that integrates all the robotics as well as all the, the te uh, technology, the handheld information is coming back to you. All that's going to have to be correlated, coordinated, and then, you know, manipulated. Get all my aids in there. <laughs> I'm well, everyone, as we all have, uh, we like to have some fun here, but we like to talk about the current subjects here on Talking Clean in the Dirty World. You can contact any one of us. You'll look at the show notes, find all of the uh, links and uh, to all of our websites. Please follow us at Jim Supply on YouTube. And uh, hey, if you've got a topic you'd like for us to talk about on the show, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us there. Uh, JimSupply.net is the website. So uh, let us know. Gentlemen, thank you for your time this morning. And uh, hopefully August won't be too hot for you. Till we talk again next time.